As we begin um, this season, which is the, we're preparing for the joyful celebration of Christmas and of celebrating Christ's advent at Christmas, his birth, why do you think the church in the lectionary wants us to remind of the destruction caused by the flood? Why? It's a sort of odd uh, way of saying it. People were eating and drinking, taking wives, taking husbands. Why does the church want us to do that? The reading from Romans, too, about drunkenness and licentiousness and sort of debauchery um, and living like that, I think our world is more given to the dark than uh, previously. And I think about the internet and um, the addictions that so many people get to the internet and its damage to families, to individuals, to societies. They might not go to drunken orgies, but they're watching the internet, and they think it's in secret. But the message, one of the messages of this is, that's nothing secret. The Lord sees it all. My son, who's an Anglican clergyman, an evangelical, um, which is what I was before I, I became a Catholic, my son was uh, inviting someone in to talk about uh, pornography for a men's group. And uh, this person said, my son told me, they couldn't find a group of people who hadn't been affected by pornography. You know how you do, like for health reasons. You know, you, you say onions are good for you, and you find a group of people that never eaten onions to prove that they are good for you. You know that sort of thing? Sounds crazy, but they can't. Women and men, it's a curse, and people are doing this. I've rarely spoken about this in public, but we need to do so, because we need to bring this light of Christ onto that sort of darkness. We need, it's not innocent. Pornography is not innocent. It's not something just you do, and you can leave it, and it doesn't matter, it matters. I listened to a very good, I used, uh, one, of the, one of the helps for me becoming Catholic was listening to some of the talks from the Augustine Institute and Perusia Media. And there was a wonderful talk. It really shocked me that this man was talking about, he'd had an addiction to pornography. And he talked about the images that you see and the women often for that sort of pornography. Most of those women are dead. It's not innocent. We're feeding an industry that's huge. And we need to think about it and to pray for one another. Pray for one another, women and men. Pray for the younger people. It's, it's so available on our phones. It's available, and that matters. It matters. Who's seen the film Noah with Russell Crowe? Come on, a great Australian actor. Steve, you can't be the only one to have seen it, you and I. <laughs> Who else has seen Noah? It's, oh, two of us. Well, look. I think it's, well, three. Uh, I think it's worth watching, don't you, Steve? Because it shows the corruption that went on before the flood. It really shows it vividly. Um, it's a good film for that. And it was like that, but why do you think, then? Why are we reminded in our reading, as we're thinking about Advent, of the destruction um, before the flood? Because people, like this is where pornography comes in, we're warped human people by sin. 
And it says, if you read the, the, the account in Genesis, that the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that his thoughts in his heart fashioned nothing but wickedness all day long. It's in Genesis 6. And, it, and we can feel like that. But it was Noah who found favour with the Lord and God sent a flood to destroy um, the corruption of the earth and to begin anew. We're lucky because of the rainbow, because of the covenant God has made. I'll never again do that, says the Lord. But um, Noah and his family were spared, and they took refuge in the ark. Now, remember that. They took refuge in the ark. Though They were righteous and prepared. And in Advent, we are reminded of the grace and mercy that flooded the earth in Jesus Christ. A different flood, a more wonderful flood, a flood that can touch all our hearts, that can go everywhere and reach out and touch us all and bring us into the ark that is the church. It's a wonderful thing. Advent means that God can save us from corruption, from addiction, from whatever we're into. I've been a priest, a minister, a clergyman for many years, many years. I was an Anglican priest before I became a Catholic priest for 28 years. And I did ministry before I became an Anglican. I've come from a sort of dissenting background, which is why I find it so comfortable to be Catholic, if you like. Um, but so I've been ministering. I've met so many people who have been set free, who have been. If you have a heart and you want to be free from that, please, please go to confession. Please come for prayer. Do you know how we break sin? By speaking about it, confessing to it. It's got a hold on you while you keep it quiet, while you keep it in silent. But as soon as you speak, it breaks. It breaks and the Lord will help. So this wonderful person, of course, Noah, walked with God. And uh, God... It saved that man, but now we have so much greater than Noah. Not just a good and blameless man like Noah, but with a good and blameless person who is God himself. Remarkable, wonderful, we are saved through that. Advent renews God's sanctifying call to walk with him. It means, of course, coming and arrival. There are three Advents I want to think about, just think about. The first advent, we all know, Jesus coming in the flesh, the child born. It's, I love Christmas. It's so wonderful to celebrate, but we mustn't anticipate it too much. Our readings this time want us to focus on the, the advent of Christ in the future, the return of the Lord Jesus Christ in the future, coming in the clouds and in power and in authority. But I want just this morning to think about the third advent. So Christmas is one. The future second coming of the Lord is the second one. But I want to think about the third advent. And that's about coming into our lives now, bringing us safe into the ark that is Christ. I want us to think about that. Don't you think it's odd? Eating, drinking, taking wives and taking husbands. I want to know where they took them. <laughs> no. So why is that? Because... If you look at Genesis, marriage begins in Genesis. 
It's not something that happened because of sin and the fall. At the state of Adam, in the purified state, in that pristine state where he had the perfect vision of God, wonderful. God said to him, it is not good that man should be alone. It's not. Someone said to me, did I believe, and I won't embarrass the person, did I believe that all priests should be married? Well, of course not. We've all got a different calling. Some are called to this ministry, some are called to that ministry. But I want to tell you now, I'm a married priest and I'm thankful. My wife is wonderful. If I could do a a, a Greek with you, we, we are co-workers like St. Paul was with some of the women he worked with in the gospel. Miriam and I have worked together in the gospels around the world. We've been missionaries together. We've served together. And I've come now to Australia. Now, I better do some explaining. I know most of you know this now, but people have asked me already this morning, where'd you get your accent from? Who hasn't got an accent? (laughs) Well, we've all got them. I agree mine is a bit strange. I have to knock around with more Aussies like Steve. I'm the sort of person that can get into a a lift, and if they're South African, by the fourth floor, I'm speaking like a South African. (laughs) So my accent is strange, I know, because I spent time, my Swiss wife, you know, And I've spent time in Austria and Switzerland, Germany, and, of course, in America. And a lot of time, you can tell, in England. If I met someone from Yorkshire, it will come back, love. (laughs) Those from Yorkshire will understand that, pet, because I spent time in the northeast as well, pet. So, yeah, in in Newcastle and places, they call everybody else pet. And in Yorkshire, it's love. Who's from Yorkshire? What's a funny congregation? (laughs) So I've moved around a lot, but actually I'm an Aussie. Is he an Aussie? Is he Lizzie? Yes, I am. Born in Katoomba, dad from uh, uh, Kalgoorlie, granddad from Perth, and I could go on. But I've come here, and I want to say this, because I'm concerned about this middle advent. I've come here to set up Radio Maria Australia. Who's heard of Radio Maria Australia? Praise the Lord! So look, listen, it's very easy. I need you to go on your computers, your phones, uh, turn your digital radio on and listen to Radio Maria Australia. It's a new mission to Australia. We're setting up a national radio station. I'm the priest director. So people say, where are you from? They don't mean, where am I from? They mean, what are you doing? And I'm the priest director of Radio Maria Australia. And I'd encourage you and all those listening to listen to Radio Maria Australia. We need your prayer and we need you to listen and we need your contributions. I don't just mean financial. I mean, you can get on the radio and pray. Radio Maria Australia, this will amaze you, is the largest Catholic media organisation in the world. Didn't know that, did you? Its headquarters are in the Vatican. It's in 84 countries. It's got 140 studios. And for 20 years, they've been praying about coming to Australia, hoping and praying. Well, um, they had lots of struggles. And uh, so I became a Catholic um, five or six years ago. And um, then I became a Catholic priest. And they asked me to set up Radio Maria England, Radio Maria in England, I did that for two years, and then they couldn't get it going here. So they said, would we come? 
So my wife and I have left behind our little grandchildren, our children, and we miss them terribly. Because when you move around as missionaries, your family is your church, you understand? Do you know, I always say I'm going home, and what I mean by that is I'm going to see Miriam. Because we've moved 40 times. Well, take a deep breath or look surprised, or even horrified. Yeah, so, uh, and because we felt God calling us to this, our children, who love the Lord, prayed, and said, Dad and Mum, we think you should go. And so we've come. And we need your prayers, we need your support. Australia needs Radio Maria Australia, doesn't it? Yes. Amen? Amen? It does. It needs to hear the message of Christ. Uh, this week, I've had the most beautiful email from someone who was away from the church for seven years, just happened to listen to Radio Maria, and they've come back. A letter of thanks, an email of thanks, a, an email of gratitude. Radio, and through podcasts, yes, we're doing it, and other things, can get places that we can't, just like pornography with the internet. But let's bring some light and truth and goodness into people's lives and homes. So we've got people you'll know of, Steve Agrizano, um, uh, Rob Gilel is helping, Perusia Media are helping, lots of people are backing up now and supporting us, but we need your prayers and your support. I hope you don't mind me sharing that with you. You know, we share in one another's ministry and mission. It's not just something I do. It's something we do together. I might be the face and the voice, but behind me is an awful lot of good people. And, we're, you know, there's a lot of competition out there, but we want to help and to bless. So I do ask you for your prayers. So this is about this second advent. Christ bringing hope. Christ coming into the lives of people. So let's give thanks for that. When we began, we said, of course, um, Maranatha. And Maranatha means two things, really. In Greek, Maranatha, Maran, Maranatha means, um, it means, Lord, come. But in Aramaic, it means, which is Maranatha, it means our Lord has come. And that's true, you see. Our Lord has come. And he's inspiring people, inspiring you to bring you to prayer. So three advents. Thank God that Christ is here. Thank God for the Ark of the Covenant, which is the Blessed Virgin Mary. Thank God that he will come. But remember this. Listen to the warnings of the scriptures. I've been around a long time. You know, I'm getting old. And I see people my age dropping dead now. We never, never know. Keep your hearts pure and always be ready for the coming of Christ for you. Yeah? For you. All of us know, all of us have had people who've died suddenly and unexpectedly. Isn't that true? Yeah. And we must be ready. We must be prepared. So keep our hearts pure. Give thanks for the ark that is the church that's brought you all in but you have a responsibility. It's not just sitting in, like catching a ferry, going from A to B. You have a responsibility for all those outside. So thank God for Advent, for the coming of Christ, for the coming of Christ at which will be, and the coming of the Christ now into our hearts. Amen.
Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.